Welcome everybody to season two, episode twenty-five of the movement. The movement. We are officially live, guys. Guys, get you hit you on that one right there. Yeah, Lisa. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we're looking forward to another great show today. Again, this is season two, episode twenty-five of the movement podcast. Today's is all about talking about the entertainment industry. Uh, I'm gonna start off with the co-host of the show. We got Zach uh, Thabit, aka Big General, in the building today. Uh, you got Yusuf Thabit right here to the right of me, and then you got Big Rams hitting the producer role. Shout out to Big Rams. Of course, you got myself, Omar T. And today we got the guest, Issa Mighty, in the building. Gotta give him a round of applause. He is here today to talk about his newly released album. We're gonna hear all about that. And we're going to just talk about a lot of different topics. You know, he's a big advocate on mental health mm -hmm. and, um, you know, everything in between. So we're definitely going to uh, try to pick his brain a little bit, see what his, what his thought process is on everything. So we're going to definitely chime in. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to let you know, be sure to subscribe to all of our pages. You got YouTube, Oz Media. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Oz Media. You can listen to the show later on Apple and Spotify podcasts on Oz Media. And if you want to call in, Feel free to call in. You want you know something you want to chime in about, something you want to share. Uh, the number is 313-306-1750. Again, 313-306-1750. If you see in the comments section, I made sure I pinned the new album, by the way. So if you that. wanted to listen to it, the album is pinned right there in the comments section. So want to make sure we uh, let y'all know about that as well. And before we continue, got to give a shout out to the sponsors, the Balkan House, Hanley International Academy, Kahawa House, and BC Adhesives. Shout out to all four. We're going to go ahead and give a shout out to the first one, which is the Balkan House Restaurant. You know, the location one is in Hemtramck and Ferndale. So Ramsey, can you go ahead and run that Balkan House ad and then we'll get this show on the road. The Balkan House Restaurant. The Balkan House Restaurant is famous for their donut kebab sandwich. But did you know that the Balkan House now serves breakfast? Did you also know that all their food is 100% halal? The Balkan House now also have two food trucks. So you can book your next party or event with the Balkan House on wheels. Their Hamtramck location is 3028 Kniff Street, Hamtramck, Michigan. Their Ferndale location is 314 West Nile Mile Road, Ferndale, Michigan. Again, you can book their food trucks for your next party or event. So if you're looking for a nice place to eat with friendly service and great prices, look no further than the Balkan House restaurants. All right, we are officially back. We are officially live. Like I said, we are here with Issa Mighty. Uh, you guys, if you don't know him, you better get to know him. Uh, this guy right here is, is, a, is a young legend in Dearborn, uh, making, making moves, making impact in the community as well, uh, does it all. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then jump right in with you know, this new album that you just released and tell us a little bit about that as well, man. Uh, well, me, I'm 23 years old now and to be honest, every day I'm learning a little more about myself and that's my favorite part about making music because my whole thing is uh, trying, to, trying to become the best version of myself and trying to document the journey on the way just so I could leave something for anyone else that's on the same journey, whether it be music or whether it just be trying to improve themselves in any shape, form or way, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, religiously, however you want to do it. And with this project, this has been a long time coming. I've been making music since 2017 now, and it's called Seasonal Book Three. It's the third installment to a three-part series. And it's called Embodiment because I feel like I'm at the point where after I put in so much work, and so much time into really dedicating and perfecting the craft and like you know when people used to sculpt how they you know they take their time chiseling out every little thing now i'm not the sculpture isn't done yet but it's forming the shape you can see it so i know what i am i know where i'm going my mind is it's me it's no longer me versus me it's me and me versus the world you know that uh, if you've ever heard that quote would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world or at war with the world and at peace with yourself I feel like I finally got to that point where I have a good understanding of myself and I can finally move forward with my head up and my chest out you know so you would rather ha uh, be at war with the world and at peace with yourself I'll tell you this I've been at war with myself and that's something I'd never want to fight again because mm. you know jihad and nafs is one of the hardest things that we'll ever go through and that's something that we're going to go through till the end of time but until you're until you really understand that and until you're ready to, you know, humble yourself and to accept in certain things and to really 
face you know the reality of the world and have a purpose and how you're gonna move and how you're gonna act and what your um, what your goal is and how you want to be what you want to leave on this earth then you're always gonna be at war with yourself so being at war with the world God is gonna be with you you know what I mean so as long as you know God's with you you can fight anything you know I'm, I'm ready for whatever I love that I love that uh, let me go ahead and uh, see what these guys I, I usually check in with these guys and mm-hmm. yeah. want to make sure I see what's going on you know, Zach any uh, anything new from last week <clears throat> no, I just uh, I like the, you know you know I like uh, I like music too you know I like rapping and all that I feel like I feel like I could be a rapper too mm-hmm. you know uh, he already has his rap name Big General yeah. there we go that's actually <laughs> a nice name I, you know I, I got a couple singles unreleased you know I'll tell you this you know not everyone you don't have to go into the music industry or the rap industry because it's a horrible game you know what people don't talk about everyone sees the glamour and like I, I'm very honest with it like. If you're going to go into music, one, it's going to be very hard to make money until you're really popping. And then, two, it's a lot of, um, you start you start letting the business affect the art. And at the end of the day, if you're an artist and you feel like you could be a rapper, do it. If you wouldn't do it for free, don't do it at all. You know what I mean? Do it for the love of the art, you know, just write for yourself. And especially us, we're out of, you know. We're known. My gra- my great grandfather was a poet in Yemen, you know. So this is in my blood, and a lot of and Arab we're known for our poetry. So rapping is just rhythmic poetry, you know. That's all it is. So right, you know, and it's it's very healthy for you. It'll make your mind stronger. It'll make you start learning about yourself, you know. You start things that you write down, you know, and that in the intimacy of between you and the pen and the paper, you won't get when you're just saying out loud, you know. You you sometimes you write it down, you could cross it out and rewrite something else, and the, you could reread it. So, you know, it's keep going you know just keep writing it. and if it ever feels right and you ever want to put out a song you can but you don't have to never feel pressure never feel like you have to be a rapper for someone else or in today's day and age there's a whole connection to being a rapper where you know if someone hears you're a rapper that's it you're you're 10 different things automatically you know what i mean a rapper is just someone who likes to put words on you know put words together rhythmically that's all it is you know so if you could do it do it you know and don't let no one tell you otherwise i love that man i love that basically do it for the art man that's it what it is art. uh and, and the enjoyment of it because 100 percent, i you know we all done some writing and stuff like that and me too like when i was younger that definitely i could tell you right now like it, it helps you when you maybe you're down or you know whatever it may be it, it gets you going mm-hmm. you know and uh it definitely lets your mind lets your mind release you know whatever it is that you want to release if you're mad you can write about it. if you're happy you can write about it whatever mm-hmm. it is you know yusuf how you been man everything smooth with you been great as you can see the trophy you know yeah i, I we you know so i want to let people know the trophy right here uh shout out to big rams give yourself a round of applause big rams so uh, they are in a league. They're all in a league. Like the age group is like 14 to like 17, 18, I believe, or 13 to 18, whatever it may be. And long story short, Ramsey's team ended up beating Yusuf's team uh, in the championship. So I told Ramsey, make sure you bring that trophy. And don't you don't even have to say anything. Just bring the trophy and sit it on the table. And you're already sending a message to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was the youngest man in the league as well. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to say he was the best player on his team, but, you know, a key player on his team. And they came out victorious. You know what I'm saying? And Yusuf, what are your thoughts? You just want to share any comments on the game? Just in general? Yeah, I guess in the <laughs> game. <laughs> no, it was a great game, uh, back and forth. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate what happened in the end, but uh, it's all good. Uh, my my week has been good so far. You know, exciting things ahead. All right, there we go. There we go. So going back to you, Asa, you said this was a three-part series that's being re- that was released. You know, mm-hmm. can you break down to us what was the three parts? You know, what was What's the story behind it, the names of it, and all that in between? Mm-hmm. So it was um, whatever year that was. After COVID, like my years are so messed up right now. But yeah. I think it was 2019. Uh, I was leaving Akron. Uh, we're hooping with me and a couple of my boys. And one of them was telling me, you know, like he listens to my music. And he's like, man, I said, you got to put something together for the winter. You know, people go through it in the winter. You know, that seasonal depression kicks in. And, you know, just give something to motivate them or something that they can listen to to relate and get through it, get, get them through it. And then I was like, wallah, that's perfect. That's what I've been thinking about because seasonal, seasonal depression, especially like I always joke around and say, you know, we're not meant to be in the cold. You know, we're out of, we're from Yemen, you know yeah. what I mean? So when we're here, it affects us even more. So a lot of times, especially in the winter, you know, I had a line, uh, every year we lose someone that we love, you know, and it's like during every winter, you know, it seems like 
um, suicide. Suicide. You know what I mean? That's something that gets every year. Every year, there's whether even if it's not suicide, just something tragic always happens, especially in the winter. You know, and it just hits different. It's colder. There's that that feeling of like eeriness. You know, it gets dark at five o'clock, and it just everything is just you know depressing. So the first part was called seasonal depression. You know, it was that was the name of the song. It wasn't gonna be, or the album, and it wasn't supposed to be a three part series. I just seasonal depression was just one project. You know. And then a year later, um, uh, I, I was getting ready to put out another album, and I was like, wow, this last year was a year of healing, you know? And I was like, this should be a part two to seasonal, you know? The first, I can't just finish it off on depression, you know? Because uh, if you stop at depression, if your story ends at depression, that means, you know, that's that's it, you, you lost, you yeah. know? You never want to let it stop. Your story ends when you stop writing. So the last year, and all my albums usually come out when I put it out it's usually accumulation of work that I've put together over the last year so whatever you hear now is not me currently this is all of the work that got me here you know yeah. so seasonal book two healing was basically me healing and realistically me finding God again because you know a lot of times people in depression people in a state of you know um, low vibration and just uh, low energy you know and a state of uh, hopelessness a lot of times they lose God and you know I've experienced that and over the last year not this past year but the year before that I did a lot of reflecting a lot of soul searching and I think it was 2020 Ramadan that was like one of the best years of my life where I really locked in and really strengthened my connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I just kind of put that that whole album you know I finished it off with your Lord's forgiveness that was the last song on seasonal two and then this last project the first song was dear God so it was like a continuation of it yeah that i finally found god it's you know now i could connect strictly to him you know and it's just a connection between me and god and i don't let anyone else dictate what goes on i let my friends check me if i'm ever slipping because they're on the same path as me but uh, i'm also very conscious of myself and i make sure that whatever i do i keep my my intentions pure and i do it strictly for the purpose of pleasing god and that's alhamdulillah you know and yeah and now we're at book three and you know now we're ready to go now it's no longer like i said me versus me it's me and myself you know with my intention for god you know taking on the world and trying to inspire those that have been you know through similar similar situations you know and just trying to help out the way that i know how you know i've always been good with uh good with talking so i was like why not use the gift that god gave me you know Seasonal depression, healing, embodiment. That's yep. where we're at right now. Yep, we're at embodiment. Great, right now. great titles. Put on the trench coat, and you know we're ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. The trench coats, man. Send a message, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are y'all thoughts right now, Zach Yusuf? You know, I'm trying to chime in whenever y'all feel like it. Any comments, Zach? Like you about to say something? No. You good? All right, Yusuf. You want to say? Yeah, chime yeah. In? So far, I mean, you explained it all. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like the process of the three, and um, back to like when you first started saying like seasonal depression uh, I know a lot of friends who go through that especially like you said in winter time and things like that and mm-hmm. um, you know I mean you pretty much said it all and like based off like the lyrics that you put in and the music they can listen to that and I promise you it really does help because you know it's either um, like once they listen to it you know they can come back with that feedback to you or to me like long story short it's, it's a great thing thank you yeah. so you mentioned mental health which leads me to the next question. You know, you you sound you know you are an advocate of it. Mm-hmm. I know you're not afraid to talk about it. You're not afraid to address it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are living in a generation now where it's 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 probably as important more than ever with COVID hitting and with technology and everybody probably at home on their devices more than they probably should be. Mm-hmm. You know, mental health obviously is a lot more serious now than probably what it was 100 years ago. That's for sure. Uh, why? Why do you feel important to address these kind of things? You know, you mentioned seasonal depression. You know, you mentioned healing, which is all part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's the embodiment part. Uh, your spiritual, you know, with 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 Allah and stuff with God. So, like, why? Why is mental health something that you feel like it's important to address, especially as somebody that does rap or you know, as rapper, you know? Uh, well few reasons just growing up i've seen a lot of friends and family really deal with everything from depression anxiety to schizophrenia type you know 
And, you know, I've seen people, sometimes it's not even mental health, it's their spiritual health or their emotional health. There's a lot to it. And I also, you know, when I was still going to school, I, or I, I plan to go back to school eventually once, inshallah, once everything financially is good, I want to be able to go back and get, eventually get my doctorates in psychology and open up my own, you know, practice. And I want it to be in a, in a way where anyone could afford it because it's expensive to get to get professional help it's hard you know what i mean so it's like it's something that i've always seen that you know without without a strong mental without your mind right nothing else will be right nothing you could achieve in life is going to go right if your mind's not right if you're thinking crazy if your emotions are all messed up you don't know how to control your thoughts you don't know how to you know think logically and when something happens because people are very emotional you know and our phones got us so attached our you know uh, attention span is so short so Especially in today, you know, in our community, especially, you know, in Dearborn, we're so closed into this bubble where we think that Dearborn is the only thing. And then, you know, people just get in on themselves, you know, and then everyone's kind of no one gives each other that help or that comfort to, hey, you know, you could talk about this or, you know, there's ways that you have to go about to have a healthy mental mind. You know, a lot of times our families are coming from overseas and they're experiencing culture shock and they're experiencing this new entire life. And we're Muslims and we're trying to fight to keep our culture, to keep our religion, to keep who we are while still integrating into this country, you know, and God bless America. But there's a lot of things that are not you know healthy for us in this country you know so we got to learn how to navigate through it and no one really teaches us that you know so i had to go and i was like if no one's gonna teach me i'm either gonna let my ignorance destroy me or i'm gonna teach myself and then teach those around me so that's why it's such a big thing for me it's like no someone gotta I, I love that man no i agree with you 100 man like because people don't understand that you know coming to a new country it's not easy first of all i don't know how our our parents did it Subhanallah, like they came here without knowing the language. Like, now we were born into it, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And we still struggle. Yeah, so we still struggle, but you know, it's like layers, right? It's like an onion in a way. Like, our parents kind of like paved the way for us, but now it's time for us, the next generations, you know, the second, third generations to um, start focusing on things like mental health and how to make people, you know, uh, assimilate to the communities that they're in, yeah. you know, and to make them understand that. You know, these are real problems, you know. And, you know, a lot of, like, our parents' generation, they never had the opportunity to even, like, people say, oh, our, never, our generation never had this. It's not that they didn't have it. You guys were stuck in a survival mode for so long that you guys never had the chance to check your own mental health, yeah, to sure. actually work on it. Because if your father comes from Yemen or any other you know any immigrant father comes from overseas and he's working 100 hours a week to take care of the family and the mom's doing everything that she can to make sure the kids are ready you know when they get home or sometimes the mom has to in today's day and age the mom and the dad have to work you know for a lot of families so if everyone's so busy just trying to survive and just try to feed you know we're not in a jungle technically but we're still got to go and hunt in a sense because you got to go and work for that money so that you could feed and provide and put food on the table you don't got to go kill a gazelle but you got to go put in those hours and work so if you're not if we're still struggling financially then um you know you're not going to get time to work on your mental health and that's another thing you know a lot of times i had a saying that you know this hit me recently i was like a lot of people some people aren't even depressed they're just broke you know mm. and money financial literacy that's something that i talk about in my music a lot too you know is money, you know, don't look at money as something, oh, I want to get it so I can flaunt and buy all this stuff. I don't care about none of that. Money is just a tool that you could use to make sure you're comfortable. You have food on the table. You have a shelf, uh, a roof over your house. Um, uh, you know, you're taking care of all your survival, and now you could focus on whatever else you want, you know. So money is very important. You know, it empowers people, you know. So it's like there's steps to it. There's a lot of different aspects that we got to look at and not just look at just, you know, people say mental health and just think, oh, you have to go to a psychologist or a therapist, talk about your problems and get prescribed something. It's not that. There's a lot of things that go into it and a lot of different layers that you have to really take time. And it's going to take a lot of work, but people have to be willing to do the work, you know, because at the end of the day, we're going to struggle one way or another. You're either going to struggle to be better or you're just going to struggle and the struggle of, you know, negligence, you know, yeah. and weakness, you know. So, you know, that's another part of mental health that people don't talk about is you have to also put in the work because it's, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, you know. We want to help as many people as we can, but we can't help everyone. So you got to do your work to help yourself where if you lose the fight, you know, it's a tragedy. But at the end of the day, you either lose or win, you know. 
Go ahead and give that a round of applause too, man. Uh, shout out to my man Isa spinning facts right now. All right, uh, I just want to let people know that. Just remember, when we, whenever we talk about mental health, um, just know that you know Allah, God does not bear any you know burden on anyone that they can't handle. Mm -hmm. So that's why when He says this stuff, I agree with it one hundred percent. It's just a test. We are all going to be tested in different ways. Some people get tested their own physical or mental health. Some people get tested through, mm -hmm. uh, like you said, uh, financially. Some people get tested through family, you know, spouses, whatever it may be. Just know that that's all part of life. And the more tests you have, believe it or not, it just shows that God loves you even more, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. And patience. Uh, patience, yeah. It's just how you react to it. So that's why it's all important for sure, man. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And we're going to move on to the next question. Like, I want to know, what's your origin story? Like, what made you want to come into the music slash entertainment the industry? Origin story. Yeah, the villain <laughs> origin story. Uh, what, what is it? Like, man, what is it? Because I like to hear this. Was it Because then my next question is, when you, who inspired you? Mm. You know, so yeah. I guess what made you go into music slash entertainment industry? Uh, honestly, I was thinking about that today. What actually made me pull the trigger on it is... I was in a state when I was in my senior year of high school, I, was, I realized like I was getting into a really big depression because my whole life, I thought I figured out my life at like eighth grade. I was like, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna start this early college program. By the time I graduate high school, I'm gonna have an associate's degree, I'm gonna go work for Google, computer science, whatever, whatever. I got to my senior year, I was doing all college classes. I, was a, I had one high school class. So I was ahead, but I started taking these computer science classes and it was the first time I ever failed the class. I'm horrible with computers. I didn't realize how bad I was at with it. So I started becoming, I started falling into this depression. And during that time, like music was so big to me, you know, like it was always, music has always been something because when I was young, I, I remember when I was like 10 years old, sitting in my room playing Call of Duty, listening to Eminem and I have every, every lyric memorized and I'm rapping it. I'm... I'm rapping Eminem better than Eminem. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when I when me and my friends are listening to music, they're not listening. We're not listening to Eminem. You guys are gonna listen to me rap Eminem. Yeah. You know? So like I felt at one point I was like, you know, I could do this. If I could do his lyrics this good, imagine if I did my own lyrics. Yeah. You know? And then I started writing from there, and it just became a passion of just writing. I used to go to work. I used to work prospect. At, uh, I'm not sure at the airport where you know we used to push the wheelchairs. And we, me and my, my boy Osama, we'd take our coffee breaks, our lunch breaks, we'd go hide out in one of these coffee places and there's bushes so the other workers couldn't see us. And i just sit there drinking my coffee, writing for hours, you know? So it just became something that I loved for the art. And then one day I, I was leaving um, my room, I was talking to my cousin about music and there was like, it was during the mumble rap era where like mumble rap was really coming in. I was one of those people where that's not real music, that's not real rap. They're I just, still think that way, by the way. Yeah, you know, I, I just understand it from the business point of yeah. view. You know what I mean? I under, they're just trying to make money. They don't care about the art for some of these people. But um, for as an artist, I'm like, man, screw all that. I'm going to go, I'm going to make my own music. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to change the world. I thought I was going to put one song out and that's it. I'm about to influence a whole generation. And it was crazy. My first song did really good. I was, I was very surprised, you know, it was all right, but it was just me talking like, I'm so sick of this job. Eight, eight long hours just so I could be robbed. Got to pay uncle Santa. You know, I was just going crazy, you know, just spitting some conscious stuff, you know? And that's what it's always been for me. It's like, I knew, I knew what music did for me. And for me, I was like, I got to, I gotta put my part back in, you know, give back what it gave to me, you know, it inspired me, it made me a better person, it made me very conscious of the struggles of not just living in America, the human struggle, you know, whether it be physical, uh, and, you know, an emotional struggle or the struggle of the indigenous people or, you know, a mental struggle, it just, it gives you the insight of someone else's life and then you could take that, that uh, life lived and you could apply it to your own life. So I seen that and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my part. I know that I could do it better than all these people that are doing it. So it was more, not in an arrogant way, but just more like, if they're not going to do it right, I'm going to do it. That's, so that's, that's what made me pull the trigger on it. And then from there, I just, you know, I seen it work for the first song, and I was like, I could do this. And yeah. I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. I knew, like, a lot of people were telling me, oh, you got to work on this. You got. I'm like, bro, I'm just starting. I didn't, when I first started rapping, I didn't know how to rap. Like, I used to write lyrics on just rhymes but like i didn't know how to flow it in my own way like mm. i rapped that m&m's flow but my own flow i didn't make so i had to learn that and i had to learn every part of the music industry and every or not even the industry every part about making the actual art beyond rap and it's like there's cadences there's frequencies there's pockets inside of the rap of you know when you come in when you, you finish the rhyme you know different rhyme schemes like all that different things i had to study and i had to really learn and how to figure out my own flow that 
you know, when you hear it, you know that's Isa. You know, people can compare me to Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole sometimes or Nipsey, but at the same time, when they hear it, they know that it's me, yeah. you know? For sure. So that's that's how that started. So who 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 is your inspiration? Like maybe if there was like maybe one rapper that inspired you. I know you mentioned Eminem and you mentioned Eminem. these other people, yeah. Kendrick, J. Cole. Like if there's one person that you'd be like, all right, you know, this person right here like really got me going. Who would it, who is it? I'd say Eminem and Tupac when I was young. I listened to them and they influenced like that rebel in me and that just I'm a rap and say whatever I gotta say. You know, don't worry about what the world thinks. But I think it was J. Cole that made me pull the trigger when I was in like high school because I related to him so much that, you know, before I, when I was just strictly school, going to school, you know, and working, it was like the struggle of going to school and working, trying to survive, but also chasing this dream, this this dream that seems almost impossible, you know, to anyone else. And so when I, I was listening to him, I, I never related to someone so much. And I was like, man, he he's literally living, you know, living my life. If I could, if he could do it, I could do it. So. He, I'd say J. Cole would be uh, my biggest inspiration. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, is there like a person or like a group of people that helped you? Like after seeing Shout you? out my team. I'll say that. Shout out yeah. Anton, my producer, who I met at Get Fresh Studios. Get Fresh was the first real studio that I started working with. Uh, shout out Mike Seeger. He's the owner of the studio. Um, and then shout out my whole team now. I got my videographer, Tank, my editor, Chef Bub, and all my cover arts. You guys see my cover arts and my music videos. I'd say I have some really dope visuals. Yeah. Shout out Bub. He, shout out Bubs. He edits everything. He's out in Arizona and Minnesota. Uh, so I send all my stuff to him. Shout out Nas. He, did, uh, he shoots a lot of my pictures and my videos. Um, who else? Hugo, my producer. Bishop, another producer that I work with. So... At the end of the day, you guys see an artist. Whenever you see an artist, the face, the person singing, there's a million people behind them that do all the other stuff, you know? So some people do it all, you know? Like my cousin Sharif, he, he's an artist, producer, engineer. He could do it all. Me personally, I, I like to delegate things. I like to work on what I'm strong at, and then I have other things that I want to chase. I'd rather pay, you know, my people or put my people on, let them do their, what they're, you know, they're great at that. You know, he, if he's a star in that, spot let him let him be a star at that spot you yeah. know and at the end of the day we all we all see a common vision and everyone does their part to get to it you know and it's you gotta the biggest thing with teams a lot of times is just making sure the egos don't get in the way and alhamdulillah i got a very strong team and everyone respects each other you know for sure for sure i love that man i love that and then uh my question to you is like i know you kind of touched on the, the the portion of of making money and stuff like that so i was kind of reading a little bit and they were saying, like, about 20 years ago, you would say, like, the, the only way that people would probably make money was through record labels. Mm -hmm. uh, but now it is through, a lot of it happens through streaming. You know, mm -hmm. it's all about streaming, streaming, streaming. Do you agree with that? Like, is that the, is that the new route? Like, is, it, is that the best route? Like, you know, I know bigger, bigger, bigger people out there. Is that what they're making the most money off of, is streams now? Yeah, right now that's, it's a streaming game. So that's why I was talking before we started the podcast, I was talking about the difference between making albums and singles. It's like we're in a game right now where everyone kind of just throws out singles. It's like the, the record, the music industry is just basically almost like an assembly line, you know? Yeah. There's a simple way you make a beat, say whatever on the beat and just push it out and hopefully it'll catch a sh you know algorithm and it'll get you a lot of streams and you can make a lot of money. But I tried something recently with this last album because it takes for me to make a dollar off Spotify. You have to listen to a song 250 times, either a song or just any song altogether. 250 streams equals one dollar. That's a lot of time to listen to music. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's really hard when you're coming up. So what I did is I did something basically like a proud to pay campaign before I actually dropped the album for the last month before it. I told all my fans, hey, you could pay whatever you want. It's on my website. Go crazy. Pay a dollar. Pay five dollars. Whatever, whatever you feel is the music is worth to you. You know, and however much you want to pay, you know, I'm I'm thankful for it. And a lot of people paid. I made a lot. I made more in one month than I made in the year previous. Mm. Doing just from streams. You know, alhamdulillah, I made a D. You know, I made last year was the first year I actually made a good amount of money off of streams. This year, I'm I'm inshallah, I'm a double triple. You know, I wanna I wanna keep growing. But streaming, if you're not if you're not getting a lot of 
a lot of streams you're not really making you know anything you're making pennies on the dollar all the time and i'd say 20 years ago maybe if i was born 20 years ago and i had the same mindset i'd have now i probably would have got rich off music because like if you look at nipsey hustle's route he was never really signed and until like later in his career but he was just selling cds right out of his trunk you know kind of like what i was doing where you could pay whatever you want and you get you know the album directly to your email a month before it drops and then i was also selling merch i started making my own shirts and I was so busy, I was planning to actually bring you on, so I'm still gonna make sure I get you yours. But uh, basically, I was making custom shirts that say, you can't rush greatness on the front, then my logo on the left sleeve, and then I'd put their custom, whatever, most people just put their name, but all of it was custom on the right, and I was selling those for $30, or if you spend $30 on the album or anything more, then uh, you automatically get the shirt. Yeah. So I've had people pay $100, $250, you know, so, it's like you have to build an economy with it, you know, otherwise you're not going to make no money off of it. I love it. I love it. Any comments so far? Thoughts? I got a question. Uh, hmm. Like, you know, lyrics wise, you know, mm-hmm. making a lot of songs is hard, you know, for lyrics, you know. I see that in myself, you know, it's it's hard to do lyrics and songs, but how, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you? This guy talk about lyrics. I come up with that four bar slash word of the nah, day that nah, we're going to do. Saying, like, Nobody be doing it except me every week. I mean, these guys nah, might jump in once or twice. <laughs> My man talk about lyrics for songs. Nah, cause he, like he, he he's going four bars. He'll make a lot of songs. No, I agree with you. I'm not gonna lie. That's a good question because I, I probably should have asked you this too. Like, how do uh, the creativity? Yeah. Like, how do you? You know, mashallah, so, it's very, very, very good. So, alhamdulillah, that's that's actually something where it's like. Sometimes I'll get in the studio and I'll try to write. Like, I got the studio at my house now. Before, I'd have to schedule studio time, and it would be anywhere from $50 to $100 an hour in the studio. So you got to go there. Everything has to be prepared. I'm coming in with all the songs written. You know, I'm not about to sit there and waste $50 for an hour to sit there and write. So a lot of times, I don't... don't force it. Try. It. Sometimes you gotta just write out stuff. Just write whatever. It might be garbage, but you're not gonna use it. But you gotta write it out just to filter through. But you know, most of the time I go when I feel inspired. You know, I'm writing. Or you just gotta show up. And today you might write something that's fire. Tomorrow, you know, it might be garbage. But you just gotta show up and write something. And then sometimes you sit there, and I'll be writing like some songs. Uh, yesterday I wrote a whole song in a day. Some days it takes me three days to write a song. You know, I'll sit down. I'll write the hook. I'll finish, you know, I'll start writing for the verse. I'll be like, nah, I'm not liking this. I'll leave. I'll go do something else. I'll go work out. I'll hit the gym, finish my day. I'll come back tomorrow. Or, you know, while I'm driving, a bar might hit me in the head, you know, and I'll write it down real quick and save it for later or an idea. So it's like, it's with art, it's like you can't force it. It's you always got to be in tune with it. Always have it on your mind. And then sometimes you might go weeks without writing nothing, you know. It's you can't force, you can't rush greatness, like I say, you know, and you can't force creativity. You you can force it, but it's not always going to come out pure. Sometimes it comes out nice, but for the most part, you just got to keep writing and eventually something good's going to come out. You got to keep weaving through the BS, you know, and you got to filter through it, you know. For sure. For sure. No, great mm-hmm. advice. Great advice, man. You want, you want, do you have anything else you want to ask before oh, no. we get it going? All right. So this is the question right here, man, because obviously, you know, people always wonder this one right here. And, and they, they, you know, we're all Muslimin, right? We're all Yemenin. And then you got the crowd that says, hey, music is haram. Music mm-hmm. is, you know, you should not be, you know, people should not be listening to it. You know, people should not be doing it, making it. So for the critics that say that music is haram and that you shouldn't be doing this, what is your response to them? So first off, I want to say there's still ikhtilaf between that, you know what I mean? There's difference in opinions. So, you know, and this is a question that I ask myself all the time, you know, and I've made dua, ya Allah, if this, isn't, if this isn't good for me, take it away from me, you know, and every time I've, and if it is, you know, show me that, you know, and I've had signs over and over, show me that I'm, inshallah, I'm doing the right thing. But when it comes to music being haram and halal, I never tell anyone anything because I'm not in position to tell anyone what's haram and halal. But just doing from research, you know, there's a lot of difference in opinion. Some say just the instruments are haram. Some say just the words are haram. And you can listen to the beats, which that opinion doesn't make sense to me because without the beats, it's just poetry, you know. The Rasul used to allow poetry. And then there's people that say some instruments and some instruments are not. And then there's... uh, opinion recently that I was looking at and this is one that I kind of always thought of before I even read it and it was saying that uh, I think it was Imam al-Ghazali that was talking about it and he was saying uh, something along the lines that all humans we have this passion in us this fire that God instilled in us and music actually you know influences that and it you know wakes it up and it puts fuel to the fire now if you're a man or a person that is automatically like 
you're attracted to God and divinity and good and all that, then the music is going to just awaken what's already there. And so in that case, music is going to be a, almost a benefit for you and help you in a way. So in that case, it's halal, you know. But if you're a person that's, you know, very susceptible to desire and to earthly, you know, connections and things like that, then the music is bad for you because it's going to push you to do bad. And then in that case, it's haram. So what I tell people is like music is very powerful. So if you're going to listen to music, especially in today's day and age, where it's very demonic, I'd say, you know, I'll admit it, you know, being in the music industry, if you could stay away from music, stay away from it, you know, but you have to use it in a way where it'll benefit you and listen to very specific artists and very specific, you know, songs where it's not influencing you to do bad. And then, you know, you just got to use it kind of like with anything else, like our movies haram, you know movies aren't haram but if you're watching an ex movie then it's haram you know so if you're listening to a song that's motivating you to do better get on your stuff get on your grind get closer to god and better yourself and then in that case i don't see it but you still gotta you know kind of like medicine if you're prescribed you know a xanax for pain or for anything like that it's not haram but if you're abusing it then it's haram if you're taking it when you're not supposed to then it's haram so just in today's day and age i'll tell people be very careful with what you listen to because it will influence you it will change the way that you think you know you sit down and you listen to music pay attention to how your mind feels pay attention to your emotions pay attention to your body all that will be affected so you do have to be picky with it and the way i see it is in today's day and age everyone listens to music so if we only let the people that are trying to profit off of it and trying to strictly um, guide people in a negative way to influence the entire music then everyone's just going to be guided negatively and all the kids will have very bad influences because who do the kids look up to you know who are the role models today all the role models are rappers and people in the industry you know entertainment industry so at least in my opinion you know you know when i go out and i put out a song where i know the intention is good and there's benefit in it and my little brother and his friends are coming and they're rapping lyrics to me from my songs and telling me how the song is influencing them you know my little brother mashallah he has his own detail and you know company he's still in his senior year of high school if you guys need a detail and hit up mm detail and you know shout out to mm detail shout out mm detail you know and he comes and you know when he's going through something business wise and he raps out a lyric yeah i was thinking about that lyric during that part that time in my life and that influenced me you know and i did this instead and he's in the gym listening to my last album he has it on repeat you know and he's getting big in the gym and people are sending me messages that i'm in the gym working out and and believe it or not, I do da'wah through. I've had a couple people, you know, I don't. I try not to talk about this because, you know, you're not supposed to brag about your good yeah. stuff. But I've had people take the shahada with me that got influenced from my music, that got influenced from seeing who I am and just how, you know, how I, I talk to them and how I talk, to, talk about God. Because you got to understand that we live in America. You know, this is the language that people speak. You know, this is the culture. So we could act, you know, if you want to be in your own corner and, you know, just practice quietly and whatever, you do that. But at the end of the day, the job is to, you know, as a good Muslim, you want to share this this beauty of Islam, you know. So I do my part to speak to the people that, you know, no one else is talking to. These kids, a lot of times, the music, some people will say, okay, but you cuss in your music. Or you talk about subjects or you say stuff like this that... Um, we shouldn't talk about well if we don't talk about who is who will because the people a lot of the kids that listen to my music or a lot of people that i'm trying to reach are the people that when you hear about them oh you know stay away from them you know they're bad or they're this or they're that a lot of these kids they're not bad they're just troubled they have no guidance they have no one to help them and all they do all they have is the music you know as crazy as that sounds is you know oh how come they're not listening to quran or the ulama or this you know you know i wish everyone could you know everyone just be you know wake up and praise God and live this simple life but not everyone grew up the same you know some people they grew up in a household you know mashallah they had a very you know solid household they're religious you know and mashallah you know I I wish that for everyone but a lot of people came up in very troubled condition they're not about to listen to what you got to say because they can't relate to you you don't know their struggle so when I come along and I try to and I talk about the same struggles that they go through and they see damn he went through something that I went through he came out of it and he has a connection to God let me see what he's talking about and then they listen and you know there's just benefit in it so music Music can be haram, it can be halal, it all depends just like with any other tool. Music is a tool if you use it correctly. And in a perfect world, we don't need music, but as humans, we're automatically attracted to it. So like I was saying, and that, that one, you know, that one sheikh or uh, 
that one person, you know, one opinion was saying that music could be a benefit to you. And I've seen the way it benefited me and benefited a lot of people when used correctly. You know, you don't want to completely forget about your religion and only listen to music. But at the same time, you know, if you use it correctly, it'll help you be better and be closer to your religion, you know? You know, (laughs) I was going to share my two cents, but I felt like you just... To, you know, you answered it. I still want to hear it, man. No, so what I was going to say is this, and it's exactly kind of what you just said, man, and people need to understand this, man. I'm not a sheikh, I'm not an imam, I'm not a scholar, I'm not anybody to say that I even know enough information on this topic, to be honest with you. You know, I'm the type of person, you know, just pray and, and it's all about your intentions, right? Mm-hmm. That's like we're all judged on our intentions. You never know a person's intentions, you know? So ultimately, at the end of the day, whatever it may be, like we got to be understanding reality understanding mm-hmm. the truth you know a lot of the stuff that was set in stone was set in stone you know a while back now we are in 2023 like you said almost everyone is listening to music if you had a room of 20 people i guarantee you 18 or 19 out of the 20 probably was listening to a song before they met up with each other coming to the whatever you were just about to do a wedding zwaga gilsa whatever it is you know get together so my point is is just like you said as you know if there is advice that you want to tell people out there especially the young fellows that are probably watching or young ladies that are watching it's watch what you listen to um uh, and you know it's like again it's like peeling an onion right you you first want before you sit there and you say hey you know listen to i mean uh read the quran or listen to this hadith or all that stuff you know while and, and like you said it's all about the upbringing it's you know people have different lives people have different lifestyles you really want to get to someone you got to relate to them mm-hmm. and the first step of relating to them is understanding what it is that they're going through and what it is that they like doing and what it is that they love doing and and, and unfortunately unfortunately however way you want to word it a lot of the younger generation is listening to music straight up and they're influenced by these rappers that are talking nonsense like i'm gonna be honest with you isa you know zach will tell you man like i i if i do put on something you know and again i i don't try to put on my good or bad deeds out there but i I every every now and then i might listen to music like i listen to all stuff that's old Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like all the stuff that's older because i I can't stand the stuff that's being released these days Mm -hmm. man it's it's scary, man. It is. It's scary because it's either you know, I, I don't want to dive into it, but it's like stuff that you never want anybody to listen to because it's, I don't care how old filth. they are, man. Yeah, it's filth. It's literally filled with filth, and it's nonstop. Like it's so funny. Like if you listen to a song on the radio, half the song is bleeped out. You know what I'm saying? Like you Facts. don't even understand what they're saying because Facts. it's bleeped out. Or like the bleep, it ain't even worth bleeping out because obviously you know what they're saying, and it's like you know. I have a four-year-old daughter. She can pick up on that stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's dangerous, man. It's, it's very influential, like you said, man. And that's why it's very important to watch what you listen to because it can impact you in so many different ways. You don't believe me? Go ahead and listen to a hype song and see why you're bopping your head and mm-hmm. getting hype. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and listen to a sad song and why you're over there, like, sounding all emotional and mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it, it is. It is. And, and that's what it's meant for, right? It's supposed to get you to connect and to relate. Mm-hmm. So please watch what you're listening to. You know, and that's the first step for those that are out there that, you know, that, that, that want to attack. Like, you're never going to get to that person. You're never going to break through to a person if all you're doing is throwing books in their faces or yelling at them. Really relate to them. See where they're at. Kind of, you know, bring them in. Be open to listening and then go from there, man. And you another know? thing I realized, you know, uh, on my recent, like, as I study more and more, because I... That's it, like, I'm committed to God now, you know, so I try to learn my learn more every day. And one thing I've learned is that a lot of people don't know religion. They only know what their parents told them, you know what I mean? A lot of people don't actually study the deen, don't study the book, don't study how, you know, the Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, dealt with the people, dealt with his people, and how long it took for people to actually practice, you know? How long was the Meccan time before they went to Medina wasn't it like 13 years if I'm not mistaken I wouldn't and be able to confirm it there was, there was a good amount of time of before like all of the rules were set in stone how many years before the hijab was put in place how many years before 
uh, a lot of you know specific laws were put in place where people had to le- the very beginning was just learning to connect with God you know and Islam is it's a it's a journey you know it's an experience it's not just something that you do you know a lot of people they'll go they'll pray the five times but there's no connection you know there's because I used to pray when I was younger and I never felt no connection and I like there was a time where I didn't pray at all you know I was this close to becoming an atheist you know and I'm actually happy that happened because I came back and had a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I appreciate it now, you know, and that's because I had to relearn and unlearn a lot of the stuff that I learned growing up because of people that they didn't know better either, you know, and they're just trying, they were just teaching the form of Islam that they know, but there's so much knowledge, there's so much love, there's so much passion and there's so much forgiveness that comes with it, you know, and it makes you a better person but you have to know how to you know present it to people and how to package it and Allah comes to people in different ways you know and through different avenues you know you'd hear some of people's conversion stories and they're in a place that they shouldn't have been you know and God found them there and now they're no longer there you know so you got to be able to reach as many people and those are the people the people that need Islam the most are the ones that we shun and tell people to stay away from you know so it's 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 very uh Backwards in a way Yeah it's backwards And we just gotta re We we gotta look at how we're gonna attack Certain things and certain issues And Alhamdulillah Like I said I Now that it's me and me Versus the world I'm not worried about Other people's opinions Because Just like uh, In a book that I was reading You know A blind man can't understand The the beauties of you know what's in front of him through his eyes his senses are blind you know so if you can you don't know those experiences you don't know the beauty or the power that for example like we're talking about music you don't know how it could connect or something like i've cried to songs that reminded me of god you know uh, one of the things that i was reading was uh, a song that you know reminds the person of the sorrow of sins you know the the pain that your sins will bring you you know that's a song that's halal for you because it's going to remind you that you know, the pains that your sins brought you and it's going to make you want to go and pray after, you know, because like, stuck for Allah, what was I doing, you know? It made, it brought sadness to me because I was doing that type of things, you know? And there's, you know, there's there's a a Muslim artist, his name's Khaled Siddiq, he's from the UK. Yeah. Great artist. At a, During the time when I wasn't really praying or whatever, I was listening to him and he would, he was talking a lot of sh- about a lot of the Muslim struggles and me personally, I try to make it more towards more open for everyone, not just Muslims, because I'm an American and I also want to help everyone, you know, that yeah. could relate. I'm, you know, I grew up in this country and, you know, I could relate to a lot of the stuff that is from the culture in America and things like that. So I keep it more open. But an artist like him influenced me a lot to come back to Islam and to, you know, so mu- music can have a benefit. And there's also with all the filth that is out there. There's also a lot of great artists that are doing the right thing, that are putting out good music. You just got to find them, you know. Uh, the filth is always going to be easier to find. The garbage is always going to be put in your face. But if, you, if you're a person that does like music and does listen to music and you want to find new music that's good and beneficial, you just got to do a little bit more work. But they are out, out there, you know. For sure, bro. For sure, man. And uh, that's, this is all great points. And this is like the halfway mark. So we're going to go ahead, Ramsey, and give the second shout out to today, which is we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to BC Adhesives, our great friends over there in Wisconsin. And then we're going to go ahead and into the second yes. part of today. Uh, so go ahead and give a shout out to BC Adhesives. BC Adhesives. You can go to BC Adhesives for all your industrial adhesives needs. They do food packaging, book binding, product assembly, and many other industrial services. So if you are in need of adhesives for your business or having trouble with your current adhesives applications, you can contact them by phone, 1-888-679-9825, or go on their website, www.bcadhesives.com. All right, so... I used to have spent so much fire that we had to slow it down. We had to cool them down a little bit. All right. Uh, endless coffee guy. <laughs> so uh, my next question, this is now you're going to hear some answers also from Zach and Yusuf. And I'm going to go ahead and start off with you, Yusuf, because I don't think we've started with you yet. Um, if you can release an album right now, okay, what would it be about and what would you call it? And, mm. you know, I want to hear this. 
uh, answer from you. And before I do that, I do want to mention this also, like, because we were mentioning, you know, inspirations. Like, to me, growing up, by the way, Eminem to me was my favorite rapper because obviously, one, he was from the area. Mm -hmm. So it's like we could relate to him so much. And then, number two, he was always, always considered top five. I can't believe people don't have him in the top five. Uh, That's disrespectful. But, you know, some people like to put other things that are involved. Uh, with Eminem and people sometimes just don't like the way he does rap. But he said some crazy things, but he's always done it in such a genius way. Yeah, like people don't know, like it's literally genius what he yeah. did. By the way, rappers are low key the one of the smartest people in the world. By the way, I just want to let y'all know because they are using. Uh, the, if you uh, good great rappers, by the way, I don't want to say some rappers, some rappers, I don't know, but great rappers because they are educated. And they're using the educated by educating the masses while also rhyming lines to do it. Like that stuff is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the hottest rapper, I don't know. How, I mean, because I'm I'm 30 and you're 23, so I don't know who how this person was for you growing up. You know, to me, my best the best rapper to me, Eminem. But the hottest rapper was Lil Wayne growing mm, up, man. Facts. I'm telling you right now, man. Lil Wayne had the streets like. He reminded me of you in a way. My man came out with an album like every month, bro. Mm. Like he was, and it was crazy because the albums were just amazing. Apply the pressure. Yeah, and like he and he was jumping on everybody's song. Like he was the beginning of like people jumping on songs. Mm. Like Lil Wayne was, I think, the first one where like it became normal. Like he influenced was, the whole generation. Okay. Yeah, like because people started to jump on songs. Like he used to then take people's songs and make it his own songs and make it better. Like it was crazy. Like he would take people's beats. And then make the song better. And like and usually people did that, you'd be like, ah. Uh. But then when Lil Wayne started to do it, it was like, man, I like this song better than the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, you know, you see it kind of happening now. But uh, Yusuf, if you had an album, what would it be about and what would you call it? Let's, let's, let's laugh a little bit right quick. I mean, Let me hear this. First off, I want to say um, I agree on the part where you said like, I'm on Michael. Okay. I agree on the part where you said, um, you know, J. Cole when he, you know, how... You know uh, how he started off. You know, mm-hmm. talking about his life and everything. So I would for sure do that. And similar to last week's show about the um, about the book, you said if I were to write a book, what would it be about? It would probably be more, the album would be about my life as well. You know, for sure, different stages throughout the life. You know, um, um, it wouldn't be done until I don't, I don't even know to be honest. A long time from now, but and you know, I want people to hear what I have to say, and most of it, you know. Will be just spitting bars like crazy. Um a lot of freestyles. Yeah. And um we're a family that likes rapping. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's among ourselves. Yeah. Like we like to clown and have fun, like my brothers, my older brothers. Like believe it or not, like we all like when we were in high school, like we kinda release stuff, you know, amongst our friends, you know, we put them on CDs, like you said, yeah. we used to do that stuff. So like we're a family like like that really enjoys writing and and uh, that's why I came up with the four bars segment because I knew that everybody that's on the show has done that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they've kind of, they got cooler now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They get yeah. cool at that age or they're too cool for hey, school. Too cool to do you know that. what I'm saying? But go ahead, you should continue. Um, also, I was going to say. Uh, do you have a title? Oh, uh, yeah, I can have a title. It would probably be. Yoshi? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It would probably be. Um, hmm. You listen to uh, what's it called? Uh, dang, I don't even know. I'm gonna have to think about it. Okay, yeah, come back. Go ahead, Big General. Bye bye, somebody. Big General <laughs> looks like he knows what his first album. Yo, he already know. It's gonna be called Big General. The, nah. s- the story of Big so, General. Nah, nah. Hey, self-named. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> first of all, what would your album be about, Zach? How about that? You know, my my life. You know, especially like like my my growing up on E Block. You know what I'm saying? Edwin. My, my block. It's not Edwin, bro. Uh, e block. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, you gotta let people know what yeah, E block is. Oh, got you. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, like my 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 favorite rapper. You know, my my idol and all that. You know, it's Little Dirk. I don't know if you know Little Dirk. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know if you know Little Dirk. Yeah. Everyone knows Little Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> that man's basically had three careers. You know, I remember when I was still in high school, he was still come. He was yeah. coming out with. You know. It's, just, it's like my favorite rapper. You know, my idol and all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, he dropped the album called Seven Two Two O. Mm. That was his grandma's address, you know, him growing up, you know. I feel like I would do the same thing, you know. E-block with like 3851. Three, you get it? Fire. You know, because like... Would you, have, would, would you have any features on there or just... Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? People on, people on E-block. Caltrain? Yeah, Caltrain. It's like what J. Cole did, uh, 20, uh, 2014 Four Still Drive. Oh, yeah. That was his uh, address. I yeah. still believe that's his best album. Yeah, that's a classic. Okay. You know, I put my put my three eight five one. I was our address. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do that. Like or a title, E block. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yusuf might have a 
That's fire though Yusuf might do a chorus Yeah he might Rebs again two lines Or he could be the producers in the back Hey, you gotta let Ahmad have his own interlude, his whole like one track, uh, one just fact. spazzing. Uh, at least the probably he well, could be like, the end. Uh, yeah, I'll be at the end. It's fine. <laughs> it's cool. I'll do that outro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at least I mean I know you got an album already coming. I mean, came out. Um, I, I don't know if you want to answer. I mean, you don't even have to answer that question. It was more I so got, for them. I got so many names, man. Yeah, I've, I have like two albums I'm I'm working on right now. Two, one of them for the summer, one of them for. I wanted to put out another one this spring, but I was like, it's too soon. I'm just gonna save it for next spring, you know. So it's like. Yeah, I got I got names. I'll I'll no, nah, I don't want to preview it yet. Okay, I'll, I'll I was gonna it. say I'll whatever say you want, man. I don't want to put you in a situation where you feel like you're gonna have to do something. All right, so uh, moving on is the questions game. This is the fun part where we can uh, basically test out the knowledge of these young fellas to see uh, if they were listening to what was being said. Mm -hmm. All right, so basically, again, these questions I come up with them before the show, so it's stuff that I may have mentioned, just so people out there know this. Uh, I don't just come up with this right now. Uh, so basically stuff that I mentioned Because obviously I only know my own answers I don't know what the panel is going to say So just want to make sure I throw that hint out there uh, A couple quick rules He said again this all came from arguments all right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day that's how rules are made When we were arguing we were like, all right, bro, This is going to be the rule uh, You got to let the question finish uh, They're all competitive these guys all right? So you got to let the question it. finish uh, And then hit the buzzer uh, if you hit the buzzer, you have to answer a question. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't say, oh, I don't want it anymore. Um, and if you get it right, you get a point. You get it wrong, obviously, you get a minus point. Um, and that's really it. All right? So y'all ready for the questions game? Here we go. So number one. So solos? Yeah, it's solos, by the way. We usually have teams, but, you know, we got three people, so it's an odd number. All right? Here we go. Number one. I get my own buzzer. Yeah, hold on one second. What's one of the names of Issa's other two albums from season L3? You named them? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he named them? I said, what's one of the names of? Bro, I, had, I got it, bro. I, he buzzed I, it. I got hey, it. go ahead, go ahead, Zach. It's, it's not fair that I'm gonna answer my own. You well, know? I was hoping that there was gonna be listening. That's why I repeated it too right, throughout bro, the show. I, I got it. I don't remember you saying it. I, first of all, I didn't have to say it. He said the answer when he was explaining his hey, answer. Go ahead, Zach. You know, but I definitely repeated it as well. Bro, watching you say, I'm gonna remember it. Okay, so the first one was seasonal depression. There you go. The other one was healing, and then the third one is embodiment. Come on, guys. I remember the first one. Go ahead, yeah, give him a round of applause. I remember seasonal depression, but I don't remember We'll give him a round of applause, big Rams, all right? He said it takes the lead on his. All right, there we go. I like it. I get advantage in this game. Yeah, for sure, oh, for sure. All right, number two, number two. Here we go. Artist, we talked about this, okay? Um, back then. Artists used to get paid only through record labels. Now they can get paid through what? You hit it before. You hit it before. Streams is correct. Go ahead and give that. Yes, you did, bro. You did. I saw you, bro. I was literally waiting. This is what happens in the end of the game, right? You just be saying something. You just be always saying Number three. Eminem is my favorite rapper. Who did I say was the hottest rapper? Oh, he cheated. Uh, see what I'm saying? I always say I'm cheating. Come on, bro. <laughs> Hold on, man. Oh, my gosh, man. Hey, repeat the question one more time. I, I, I didn't finish the Thank question. You didn't finish. You didn't finish. I said Eminem was my favorite like rapper, but who uh, did I say was the hottest rapper we were listening to growing up? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Low Wayne is correct. I set that up. I made him do it again. That boy Zach got that quick, quick arm, man. What's going on? Slow down, Zach. Bro, you stop. So you first off, you cheated on the second one. Was the hottest rapper? Yeah, just not letting that one go. Yeah. Strong. I just want to argue. Either way, Ace at one, guys. All right, there we go. Questions game. Ace gets the dub. Okay, now comes the four bar slash word of the day. You know, for those that don't know, his name is Isa Mighty. So we decided to use the word mighty. It's a very strong word. That's why I, I like that. I was like, you know what? Let's talk about mighty a little bit. And mighty definition is possessing great and impressive power or strength, especially on account of size. I don't like that last part because I believe you could be mighty no matter how tall or big or strong that you are. But that is the Webster's Dictionary definition of the word mighty. So bars, I got bars today. 
All right, Zach, go ahead and hear it. Let's, so if you don't got bars, what I tell them is like put it in a sentence or put it in a situation. So, Zach, what you got for us, man? I'm about to use all my mighty force to smack you. No, <laughs> that wasn't my line. He said about to use his mighty force to smack up Yusuf. All right, that's his line. Go ahead, Yusuf. What's, what, how are you going to put that word in a sentence or a situation? Hmm. You know, uh... Hmm. You said mighty, right? Yeah. So... So you would say your name would be Isa Mahdi? Okay. So this is what I would say. You about to spit something? Let me know. I'm trying to think right now. It looks like he's about to come out. Are you laughing over there? What you laughing hey, for? Hey, his mind, I can see smoke coming out of his head. He's yeah. going crazy right now. Yeah, he is. What's going on? No, I'm a, similar to what Zach said. I, I got something for next week, though. Similar to what Zach said, um, you know, Mighty, like, as you can see, you can be from all ages, all heights, you know, short, tall, big, small. You know, it doesn't matter. That definition is very false, especially the ending. Um, and you see it everywhere throughout the world. You know? For sure. For sure. Ramsey, did you want to chime in? Nothing? All right. Well, Isa, did you have bars ready to go? I'm going to let you go first before I do mine. Yep, there we go. All right, shout out to my man Isa. Definitely got some bars over here. Go ahead and give us that air horn, my man Ramsey. All right, there we go. There we go. I appreciate it, man. See, I ain't got a lot of y'all. I got to make sure I be reading this so I can spit it right correctly. Here we go. I'm feeling real mighty sitting next to Isa Mighty. Mm. Is he the best Arab rapper? Heck, he just might be. Mm. You talk smack behind our back, we don't take that lightly. Nah. Pulling up to your crib is what will happen likely. Ooh. We don't want the praise. Checks is what you should write me. Mm. We moving so much money, the feds might indict me. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Isa Mighty. All right, those are the words, Mighty. Uh, we're going to let the man, the guy that I does I actually had one I wrote, but does I just this. remembered one. That's from my song that I'm going to drop after Ramadan. Uh, Mighty is the pen and the sword. I've been on a couple trips. I'm talking spiritual tours. I've seen wealth beyond imagine. You can't find it on Forbes. Mm. Modesty brings out a beauty you can't find on a... I'm not going to say the word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the one that I wrote, uh, kind of close to yours. I'm Isa Mighty, but God is almighty. He got all the answers, let go of the things that's frightening. Open up your heart, don't take his forgiveness lightly. While your prayer is answered, make sure you speak to him nightly. There you go. Shout out to our man, Ace. Ace and Mighty in the building today. First of all, we appreciate you, man. This is the weekend motivation part, by the way. I don't mm. know if you prepared for that one, too. but I, uh, you know, if you motivated. Don't... All right, there you go. I was going to say, I, you, you type of person, I know you already have something ready in the top of your head. Uh, first of all, for those that are watching... We hope that you enjoy that. Uh, shout out to my man, Isa Mahdi. Thank like you for having me. I of appreciate course. you guys. And first off, I want to give a shout out to Oz Media because what he's doing right now and what he's doing just in this room, what he got, his setup is crazy. But just overall, what he's doing, the amount of work he's doing and the dream that he's chasing and making it happen is, one, very impressive and two, is something that we need and is very needed. So I thank you and thank you for all the work that you do and everything that you're putting together. So shout out to Oz Media. Thank you, Isa. Could I get a round of applause for that? <laughs> Appreciate you, Ace, and a real talk, man. People like you coming on the show, Allah, it's what, it's what keeps us going. Uh, again, want to let y'all know, first of all, in the comment section right there, uh, the one that is... Um the one that is pinned as Isa's new album, again, that is just released, is Season L, Book 3, Embodiment. Make sure you go check that out. Make sure you go listen to that album, download it. the fifth song, You're Not Ready to Change Your Life, I'll give you your money back. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Ace. I was definitely listening to it beforehand, and I'm telling you right now, he's speaking facts right now, what he just said. Uh, today's topic was all about the music industry. Uh, be sure to follow us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Oz Media. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to the show later on Apple and Spotify Podcast under Oz Media. You can follow us there as well. Uh, again, shout out to our sponsors, Balkan House, Hanley International Academy, Kahwa House, and BC Adhesives. Isa, this is the weekend motivation part. So I actually record this because more mm. times than not, this is the clip that we pull out. Um, so with that said, Isa, uh, whenever you're ready, can you give us some weekend motivation for people out there to take with them for the rest of this week? Your story ends when you stop writing it. So continue to go, continue to be brave enough to keep writing and don't settle for where you're at. Keep God close and eventually things get better. And if they don't, God's gonna take care of you after anyway. So just put in your intentions, keep them pure and keep going. 
Shout out to my man Isa. Go ahead and give him a round of applause right there. Uh, spitting that facts, man. Uh, Isa, I mean, I know you kind of touched on anything, but how can people maybe follow you and then and, and download albums and whatever you want to mention? I guess this is the plug time, you know, let people know how they can. Isa Mighty, E S A M I G H T Y, everywhere. Spotify and Apple Music, specifically YouTube. I got amazing music videos that we put a lot of time in. Instagram, TikTok, you know, wherever you want, whatever you use, I'm there. And yeah, just I'm trying to put out, I try to keep the content as motivating as good as possible. But beyond the TikTok and social medias, the music is where you'll get the best version of me, in my opinion, because with the social medias, I'm still learning as I go, you know, Instagram and TikTok and trying to be a so called influencer. But I'm just an artist, and if you want the best version of me, I'll say, uh, check out my music. That's where you'll find the best, uh, the best type of content. Or listen to the show, man. Cause I thought or listen some to great, the show. Yeah, some yeah, great yeah, content yeah. Today. Also, also the podcast. You know, I, I love I love talking. Yeah, know, as you no, guys can see. <laughs> you were spinning some facts. I'm telling you right now, man. You had a great show today. Any final words from you guys, fellas? Great show. I want to say a question for you. Uh, last one. Um, I love questions. Do you plan or did you have any features before? Or? Yeah, actually, on this album, I have a feature from uh, Courtney Bell. Shout out Courtney Bell. You know who Royce the Five Nine is? Yeah. He's his artist, and um, he's actually really, really big and probably one of the best artists coming out of Detroit. He's very conscious and lyrical. He's more on the spiritual uh, kind of tip, uh, but I, I really like it. And you know, someone I've studied, you know, you know, beside, you know, I study like a lot of spiritual aspects and things like that. So I love what he's doing and all the stuff. I've had features from him. Uh, I've done a feature with Simba on one of my songs, Guidance. It's one of my, um, you know, a lot of uh, an all-time favorite classic. Uh, I've done a couple features with. Um, Mahdi Durgum, he's from Dearborn Heights. We got a song, it's called The City, or Just City. That's an, uh, a banger of itself. I recorded that in 2020. Um, so yeah, those are just a couple features. For the most part, I'm one of those artists. I be feeling like J. Cole sometimes. I'll yeah. put out a platinum album without no features, you know. But uh, inshallah, in the future, there's a lot of artists that I do want to work with. But I'm also very choosy about who I work with because not everyone deserves you know if they're not if they're not about the art i don't care about your clout it's how are one you as an individual you know do i like what you stand for and what you're about and then two do you have the sauce to get on the beat you know what i mean yeah. can you match it you know so it's all about you know i'm always open but at the same time I'm not searching for it. i don't need it uh i'm my e-block e uh E-Block? I'm an E-Block uh, album. album. Yeah. Don't, don't hop on there. Hey, let me know. Send me a track. I got you. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the house, too. Off the love. There you go. Shout out to my man, Isa Mahdi, man. Isa Muhammad. We appreciate you for appreciate coming you on. Uh, again, this was season two, episode 25 of The Movement. The, the Movement. movement. We yep. are. There you go. He caught up on it. We hope you enjoyed. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. And actually, we will not have a show next week. Let me go ahead and before we shut this down, I do want to say this. We're not going to have a show next week because we're going to be out of town. Uh, so right after Friday's game, which all of you should be attending, again, Hamtramck versus Dearborn. It has been switched to Dearborn High School. So next week, Friday at 7 o'clock, Dearborn High School. Come on by. Watch a great game. It should be a, a, for a great cause. Uh, we're raising money for Yemen, Turkey, and Syria. So Come on by that Friday. We won't I'll be have there. A, inshallah. And then we won't have a show Saturday or Sunday because we're going to be out of town. So we'll see you all a couple weeks from now. It will be Ramadan next time we see you here on the Movement Podcast. So Ramadan Kirim to everybody. We hope that you have a blessed month. Be safe. Be easy. And we'll see you all then.